<laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to We'd Like to Talk with your pals, Jamal. And Hal. What up, everybody? Today, we are talking about the science behind the cannabis plant, and we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the technical side. If you've ever been curious about how you get high or why you get high or what gets you stoned and how it works with your body, uh, stick around because we're going to talk about all of that. Yeah. And today joining us from Las Vegas is Bea Martinez, a chemist and head of extraction at THC Production. Welcome, Bea. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm like scared and excited to be here, but I will try. I will try my best to answer everything. If not, we can all go to Google together. Perfect. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. No, thanks for joining us. We're excited to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and where, where, what you do. Um, so my name is Bea Martinez. So I am a chemist. I'm the head of extraction at THC production here in Las Vegas. I apply chemistry through extraction. Were you involved in cannabis or did you consume cannabis before you started working in cannabis? I've never been involved in the world of cannabis. I thought I was going to work in the water district or maybe forensic science because my major in college was biochemistry as an undergrad. And then my master's is in analytical chemistry. So that has a lot to do with like testing the water or something and looking Mm -hmm. how much parts per million of um, certain metals and contaminants there are. My, my research is actually in radioactivity. So recycling nuclear power rods, Wow. Nothing to do with cannabis, right? And they're like, how did you get this job? And I'm like, oh, funny story. That's a long story. So we're not going to go over there. But (laughs) And then um, when I ended up getting this job, I was like, all right, well, we'll start with something and then we'll see how it goes. And I'm like, never left because it's so fun. The people are so great. The people people in the cannabis industry is just so friendly and welcoming. My major is actually... (laughs) My major is on the other side of it. So we have a lot of like lab testing because you obviously have the lab test for a lot of your products, right? Mm -hmm. So my major is that. I am an analytical chemist. What we do is analyze. And if I were on that side of it, I would analyze how much THC is in a product per gram, how much terpenes, how much contaminants, uh, bacteria, yeast and mold, stuff like that. So a lot of the a lot of the people who work on the other side were my colleagues or my students when I was teaching. Mm. So oh, wow. it's so funny. They have no, I love that job. though. It shows like how much diversity, even within something specific as chemistry, how many different opportunities there are, you know, yeah. working on the extraction side as well as on, on the testing side. And someone somewhere had to also lay out what those tests would be from a regulatory side. Outside of that, what has surprised you that you wouldn't have experienced in other roles in your industry or career? Um, I think I didn't think I'd like it a lot because I don't smoke. I don't drink. Well, maybe I started, I started drinking a lot in grad school, but that's, (laughs) Um, you know, I've never smoked cigarettes even now I don't, you know? And so like things like that. And it's just like, because there's such a taboo on drugs. And as a person who has to live up to a certain expectations, you don't do bad things. And like I said, you know, it's, it's something that, is taboo and you just don't do it. And then you go into the industry where everything is just so freeing and welcoming and you look into it and you're like, people aren't using this to get high. Sure. You can do that. That's fun too. But you know, there's a lot of health aspect to it. My sister Mm -hmm. has glaucoma has had glaucoma since she was a kid. And then like, 
I learned about like CBG and how cannabigerol is actually, it helps with the intraocular pressure in your eye because glaucoma is a buildup of pressure in your optic nerve. Mm. So things like that would actually help us in the medical industry. And as a person who was actually looking at a job in the medical industry, I never wanted to be a doctor, like a medical doctor, but like something to look research into the drugs and stuff. And it's like, man, why aren't we looking at the cannabis? Right. Like, why has this been illegal? And then I looked into that and I was like, oh, that's a whole nother wormhole right there. <laughs> right. So that it really is, is just, it's kind of crazy that it's just been all my life taboo. Don't do it. Don't touch it. Don't even work with it. And now it's just like, do you guys want some? Do you guys want some? Do you guys want some? <laughs> you really should take some. You're, you know, like yeah. I use CBD like almost daily. Like I just eat that, go to work, whatever. Right. I make candy, so it's just like every day you just pop one in. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. enjoy a little snack. Yeah. Is your family like cool with the, your job? Do they know what you do? Are they like still kind of hesitant about it? Yeah. So no, they're very. So my family's always been very accepting, especially like my aunts and stuff. So they've always been very supportive because you know it's like you actually got a scientific degree and then you're actually getting to use it as opposed to getting a scientific degree and going to a whole different field like yeah. going into business or whatever there's nothing wrong with that um but they're like oh the way that you're actually applying it and how you're doing it is very scientific and they appreciate that mm -hmm. my mom mm, different story she's still very against it just because she believes that people can overdose with it and I'm like mom impossible if I smoked 1000 grams of this maybe maybe I'll overdose that's not even true that is not true and there's no freaking way and you have to do it in like less than an hour and how are you going to do a thousand? Right. Even yeah. Snoop Dogg can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's a nurse. So there's that and when a lot of her friends are retiring and they're at an age where they're all in pain, guess whose number they want now? Right. Thanks, mom. Why <laughs> <laughs> I, mom. All your friends want to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is great because now I'm, it's great to see something like that because, you know, like an older generation where people didn't look at cannabis for any ailments and now they're looking at me and whatever works to get them started on it. And now they're just like using like our one-to-one -one tincture. They use it for their pain because that's what helps them. They're like, yeah. I've literally one of them put their mom on steroids. She's like, I've put my mom on steroids. It's so bad for her. She's still in pain. It's not that great. And, you know, like there's some allergic reaction with that stuff. And mm -hmm. so she asked me for my, like, what do you think I can use? Let's look into THC because now it's legal. And now she contacts me for one-to-one. -one. She's like, where can I get this stuff? Where do <laughs> I, where, where is it? I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get some for you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a trend that's, that trend is happening. I think, I mean, across the United States, it's happened intensely in my family as well. And um, I was talking to Jamel a little bit before you got on, but my, my cousin in South Africa is m about my age and she's had cancer since she was 16 on and off. And it's been this lifelong struggle of her trying to just make it through the days without being in too much pain. And I mean, in South Africa, it's a totally different culture, but within my family there, I've witnessed how her finding out that cannabis could relieve a lot of her pain and help her eat and help her sleep and um, 
watching my conservative family in South Africa slowly come around because they had to, they witnessed somebody like physically feeling so much better. And then that rippled through my family. And then now me working in cannabis, it's like my whole family's become very excited about the potential of the, the medicinal side of it. I love that. But I'm so thankful that my cousin was brave enough to be like, I'm going to do, I'm, she started growing her own weed, which, you know, wow. is not legal there. And like, it became a, it was a scary thing for her and she was pretty young when she started doing it. And I think my family was like pretty against it at first, but because she was suffering, there was this lenience or this desire to like open their minds to see if it would help because everyone just wanted to see her feel better. Yeah. And I'm really thankful that it did work and that it, it's kind of sad when it takes that experience to witness, yeah. to come around to it. But it, it really did help and she's still using it. And now my whole family over there is like using it in little ways here and there. But it's also interesting because South Africa is still very behind in the sense that they don't have the legal, the ability to like do all the research and have all the products available. So she, you know, I wish that I could send her some of these edibles and different right. tinctures and things because yeah. <laughs> she's still just like growing flower in her backyard and doing the whole process herself. And I'm like, man, if only I could just <laughs> ship I can send you, you some concentrates, I can send right. you. And that's, man, I respect people who work hard to make it happen for them in terms of like, I don't have access to this. So I'm going to make my way into getting yeah. my hands on this because it's, it should be something that's like easily available for everyone because it's like, if I wanted rosemary, you know, I can just go in my backyard and go get some. Mm -hmm. It should be like that because it's not okay. People use it to get high. Fine. But if you get high, you're not harming anybody. Right. You know? And also most people are actually, I'll, a lot of people I know actually use it because they have something they're like, I have anxiety. You know, mm -hmm. I have depression. I have, I can't sleep. So it's yeah. things like that. It's not like people are using it. I just really want to get high right now. Like, no, most of the time I hear people telling me that they're using it because it helps with their seizures. Yeah. You know, so the fact that your cousin has to like go through all the hoops just to get her hands on medicine. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause it's 2021. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's a really interesting perspective. And and uh, it was, um, I just forgot the man's name, but Dennis Perone. Dennis mm -hmm. Perone was one of the earliest political advocates for legalizing cannabis. And he was a gay man who was in the Castro um, during through the 70s and then through the AIDS crisis. And he said until the day he died that he believed that everyone uses cannabis medicinally. And so he didn't support the movements for recreational use because he believed that whether or not people wanted to recognize it, if you're using it, particularly daily users, you're using it medicinally. It's just like whether or not you are recognizing that that's what it is. But I mean, for me myself, like I am a daily user and it, it definitely helps with my anxiety and my depression and being able to help to, to just like exist, particularly in this last year has been um, really pivotal. But for me, I've started using cannabis daily in college when I was just run ragged of working full time and um, going to school and all of the other pieces that it just like became a relief because I couldn't handle the hangover in the morning or I just couldn't do that every single night to like, you know, let loose. Cannabis became that opportunity and that is still 
like a medicinal use. And it just was like me running from that, not wanting to accept it until I read from Dennis Perone. And so I think that, you know, to your point that people might not consider themselves medical users, even if it's like they sprained a joint and they started using CBD and THC topicals and things like that. And it's like, well, that's a medicinal use. And so it's like, you know, that's like the double-edged sword with, with cannabis and having it attached to this medical uh, use. Like I completely un- believe in the medical use of cannabis and really support medical programs. But I look at certain states, <clears throat> Texas, and the way that <laughs> at medicinal use, you have to have epilepsy and a very specific kind of epilepsy in order to even qualify for a medical card in Texas. Oh, wow. And so it just That's leaves crazy. out it leaves out huge portions of people who will inevitably still go to the illicit market. And I think that that's also the other frustrating part is like, to your point, people who are raised having to fit a certain stereotype of like keeping your nose clean and like not doing, you know, um, not being around cannabis, et cetera. Other, sorry, I'm stumbling over. <laughs> Black and brown people have been raised to believe that, like, this is at the core of um, like moral detriment. If you use weed, like, you're never going to get a job. Nobody's going to respect you. This is like you getting caught up in all the bullshit. And then at the same time, like, it has been prevalent in the in these communities for mental health and like for daily use for like for the last decade or the last century, and it becomes that tug of war of like who has the resources to move most quickly in identifying those like research topics and being able to identify that in a way that's like consumable and that's I don't know I I look at like South Africa because I have as I have family in in the West Bank in Palestine and it is very very um, restricted there in terms of cannabis and at the same time like it is one of the oldest regions in the world of like civilization and people living constantly changing so there's no way weed wasn't there I'm sure so, your ancestors were growing it and right? they were doing it as a celebration every Friday night like don't even right exactly so I I like get excited especially meeting people like you who don't have the connection with cannabis but see the opportunity still and then develop that connection because I had a similar experience even being a smoker coming into it, you know, and I think like then each of us as first generation Americans too, like bring our own perspectives into understanding what it means to be here now. I think like yeah. that, that's what I love about weed. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is bringing people together. And I love that you mentioned that it was the black and brown people because the reason we call it marijuana is because that's what they smoked. And then there was that whole it became taxed and then illegal because of that whole situation. So it's just like before it was okay until the black and brown people started doing it, you know? Yeah. God, that it's so frustrating when, when you, when I first learned about all of that, it's just act. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I don't even need to, we don't need to open that cat bag, whatever. (laughs) We don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but boy, it is. A topic. If you are listening to this podcast and you don't know what we're talking about, you gonna learn. <laughs> you were talking about science, right? Yeah, yeah. Sa- the science of racism. 
as is there a science to that? I thought it was very enslinger, right. right? I know no science. exactly. <laughs> Most science, the is lack of science, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> let's change the topic of this podcast let's go (laughs) honestly any podcast i'm on (laughs) is gonna head that direction that's true we can talk Uh, about activism and um cannabis this episode of we'd like to talk is brought to you by old pal it's just weed man Old Pal is dedicated to creating shareable cannabis that is approachable and affordable, just like the weed you used to buy. Check out some of Old Pal's products online and find some Old Pal near you by heading to blackbirdgo.com and you can find Old Pal available in your area. For for me, honestly, and for anyone that's listening that isn't super hip to you know, the, the science side of what you do. Can you explain in a basic way, like what extraction is? Okay. So we've all seen what a flower looks like a bud and you get like this, the glistening white parts, it's clear, like, um, substance. If you touch it, it's sticky in your room temperature hands, it melts. Well, that's the trichome head, the clear resin bulb like things. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like if you had a tree and it's a sap, right? The trichome heads are on it, on the stems, on the leaves. And those trichome heads have basically all the goodies that you want to smoke. You don't actually want to smoke the stem. You don't want to smoke the seeds. You don't want to smoke the leaves. You yeah. want to smoke those little white sticky resin substance because that has all your terpenes and all your cannabinoids. And so for me, my job is to try and get as much of the cannabinoids out of it and leaving behind everything else that I just mentioned, we don't want. Yeah. So for extraction, what I mean is like, I'm just extracting those little bulb like things. Yeah. Cool. And then trying to purify it and whatever my boss tells me to do. She's like, we want more CBN. Okay. Got it. We want more THC. Okay. Got it. Cool. My brain breaks after that (laughs) for me to understand. Okay. Now you've got the little trichome head. How on earth I can't even imagine, I'm not a science person at all, so forgive me, but I the process of then locating all the different things within that and how you extract it and how you, when, you're, when your boss says, give me the CBG or the CBN, like I, my brain just explodes. Like it's also very hard even for me to do. So it's okay. My brain also explodes. Um, <laughs> and then when I look up how I would go about doing it, then I'm like, okay, well, I need these chemicals. And now it's just like the state won't let me do that. So you can't really do all of them. I think that's a separate job. And also like when you say CBG, so I can start with like, let's say 5% CBG, and then I'll end up with like 3% THC and 2% CBD, you know, because what people don't realize is they're all the same chemicals. So CBG is kind of like what I tell people is the stem cell. Mm. So CBG can lead to THC or it can lead to CBD. So oh, it can, it's, yeah. So it's like your stem cell that can become an arm or a leg. So for, oh. that's how I explain it. So then, um, when we want to extract THC, you really can't have more than what your CBG is. Cause if you only had 5% CBG, you can't have 6% THC, you know, Makes sense. Right. from the start, but you can now because people are like, well, I have 20% here of THC in my flower. Well, yeah, because now you've converted 
all that CBG into THC. So it's like a conversion process. So you kind of have, like, if I'm extracting at the very end, I want CBG, can't make that happen. The plant has already converted them all to THC. Mm. Right. So it just depends on when you do it. Um, If you want CBN, you want a plant that's more mature. So you want to make, convert your THC into CBN. And that's like what you have to do. Leave it in the window. Yeah. What you got to do. A few years later, you'll be fine. You can just sleep. Three years later. Yeah. Uh, well, so that that's actually that a really interesting process. I get really excited about though that kind of flow because that was the what made weed kind of make sense to me, and why there has to be a process. That's the part I never understood. Is like I see it in the plant, I see the flower, and whatever. But like, why? does it you can't like pick it and smoke it what is what is there what is going on and when i learned about so tetrahydrocannabolic acid becomes lose or like loses its acid and goes through the process to transform to thc and then can lose another part to become cbn is that like it degrades naturally thc becomes yeah so when you talk about thca (laughs) We'll just talk about the science behind it. We're going to go really nerdy and tell me if I go off into the other side. Oh, give us the nerd. So let's pretend you know the molecule THC. People always tell me like, oh, look at my tattoo. It's THC. Don't you know? I'm like, dude, I don't memorize that crap. Like I can't draw it (laughs) off the top of my head. Like, Uh. Um, but so we have this molecule. Let's just pretend it's a circle. And on this circle, you put a stick and you have COOH, which is the acid. It's a carboxylic acid, COOH, carbon, oxygen, oxygen, hydrogen. What happens when you heat up THCA, that COOH com- um, converts into CO2 and H2O. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see it bubbling off. It's that mm-hmm. CO2 bubbles that's coming off. So that's when we call it decarboxylizing, like decarbing is decarboxylation. So you're taking your THCA, your circle with that COOH, and you're just leaving just a circle, taking off that COOH. That's the acid because of the COOH. Okay. Um, and then that converts it to THC. And then over time, you're right. And I don't know exactly off the top of my head. I can Google this. But I, off the top of my head, I don't know what changes between THC molecule and a CBN molecule. But it does happen with heat and time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, leave it on your windowsill. That's, yeah wow yeah uh, th- and that's why you got to bake your weed at a nice low temperature if you're going to make edibles before you do that put your fresh flour bake it a little and then make your oil yeah because you want those bubbling things to occur so for edibles because you're not smoking it you need to convert the thca into thc so that you can get high because thca will not get you high it'll g- give you the same health benefits as THCA in terms of like ingestion. But if you're going to smoke it and you want that, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get high Mm -hmm. if you have a lot of THCA because that acid, it stops it from combining to your CB. I don't think that's the right biological. Yeah. So it stops it from connecting to your CB1 receptor and therefore you won't get high, but you still get it to CB2 receptors. So you still get the health benefits. Right. Cool. 
It's so crazy. The endocannabinoid system, to me, when I started this job, I knew absolutely zero about oh, any of it. <laughs> None of it. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I remember the first month of work was so overwhelming for me because it's a lot to learn when you've never heard anything about it. I was like, weeds, weed, whatever. Like, I love smoking it. It's fun. Like, that was my knowledge coming into this job. <laughs> and now it's so fascinating to see the complex system in which everything you know, how it all comes together to create the high, to create the health benefits, how complex it is. And it's so crazy to see how much there still is to learn. Yeah. Like learning that the discovery of the endocannabinoid system is very new still. Like, isn't it only a couple decades old? Like they found out about it in the nineties. Yeah. Because nobody talked about it, but I mean, luckily for me, I'm quote unquote young enough to have learned about the CB receptors, but not yeah. in the way that cannabis was binding into it. We definitely were talking about different molecules. <laughs> oh, like, interesting. You mean like in your education, you learned yeah, about it? Yeah, because I, I, again, I was a biochemist. So a lot of the stuff I was studying was like oncology and stuff like that for my biochemical synthesis and stuff. So okay, different right. classes. Not a lot of people even, I think there were like 20 of us in the classroom. So that was like <laughs> definitely a higher level class that not everyone takes. Yeah, I don't think even a lot of scientists know about it because when people are like, oh, you know this. So like you're a scientist, you must know this. And I'm like, man, I only know that because I read about it. It's not like every scientist who has my degree actually know that. I just know a lot of useless random stuff. Like, Right. Yeah. That's how I feel specifically about weed because that, <laughs> you just, just read a lot right yeah and i wrote a lot of articles actually about cannabinoids you can find them all on blackbirdco.com forward slash discover i'm um, gonna write that down right now blackbirdco.com slash discover yeah um and so but it was um yeah the the as you were saying the molecules that like interact with our body and it's because of the way that thc is shaped and how similarly shaped it is to the molecules that naturally occur in our body that we have this reaction to it and that's also why th or like cbd doesn't have the same interaction because it doesn't mimic the shape of those same molecules mm -hmm. and i also have learned like since then about how that also plays a role in mental health because it's a similar system if not the same the endocannabinoid system is what's running serotonin and all of these other um norepinephrine and all these other molecules that can cause then even more reactions to your high because if you're smoking and you're anxious and you have a high level of norepinephrine especially if you have other issues like adhd and or ptsd there's like all this chemical stuff happening in your brain yeah because you also need some in your um like your um, I'm pointing at my stuff like you guys can see that because um, <laughs> it's created in your pancreas yeah? And, right, yeah so you need some in your digestive system so you need a lot of serotonin over there also so therefore your brain isn't getting enough and that's why you need to just maybe smoke a little to help put some over there because it's getting consumed elsewhere and you don't have enough serotonin in your in your brain and therefore that's where you get that imbalance so wow, yeah. it's up to you to really balance that stuff up because uh, your body's like look i need it more down here yeah you're like fine i'm just gonna give you more so that you can make more <laughs> you can eat a lot of tryptophan because tryptophan actually gets digested and turns into serotonin up in the brain but 
that's a oh, pathway. great. That's Love a fun that. little hacks. Well, I mean, that's kind of what's cool too, is all the other pieces like having mercine and how mercine can impact your high and the terpenes and all those other things that um, I just love that science part of it and being able to really understand how it is different. I think that that's something that's so new in cannabis is like the different kinds of consumption that there is with like sublinguals that are, you know, just certain cannabinoids or even having distillate of different cannabinoids and, ter- and different terpenes being added now to different cannabinoid pro it's like completely changes the way that I, I think about weed because it's so customizable. Yeah. And that's what I think like, I don't know. I, I like learning about how to, you know, DIY your own little weed. Build your own high. Yeah, build your own high. (laughs) And that's how it should be. Everything should be customizable. And everyone, I think everyone should absolutely learn about terpenes because people are sleeping on those and they're focused more on the cannabinoids, which don't get me wrong, they're great. They're absolutely great. But it's the whole and what people always say, and I I hate it and I wish I could find a better word for it, but it's an entourage system, right? So you have this whole entourage and you need the terpenes because- I think it was early on when they just created um, THC in the lab and they were giving it to people and they were wondering why it wasn't as effective as if they were smoking weed. And it's because they were just making THC, no, no, um, no terpenes, no other cannabinoids, which people are forgetting. It's the whole entourage effect. You need your crew. I'm not going to go to a party by myself. I'm going to bring all my crew with me and it's going to be a party. <laughs> right so if you show up just by yourself you're not as fun and you're not as great but if you have like your group of friends then it's like now it's a party i love that what the terpenes are that's what the other cannabinoids are so like don't sleep on the other terpenes and stuff and terpenes are found everywhere you're right like mangoes have that mercy and that's what they're known for but like lena luol i mean i look at my lotion from lush and they all have like lena luol geranial and all those terpenes oh cool i get i use lush too for my lotions i'll check the back of that tub now. yeah <laughs> they probably have limonene and lena luol and sometimes geranial those are the three that i mostly see awesome. just because the scents are so great because like yeah um what is it uh the like lena luol is like lavender essential Mm -hmm. oil you know and geranial is like palmarosa or rose oil or citronella all those things i like essential oils too but it's great because again it's like that whole feeling right it's a whole full feeling so like i mix my essential oils to be whatever terpenes i want it to be and that helps me feel better and people are forgetting that that terpenes are big players in these games so like if you want something that's going to get you like an uplifting high you better be looking at the terpenes because you're not going to get it just from the thc you can smoke 100 percent thc and i will be like have sitting on the couch doing nothing and feeling nothing right like, you need that terpene to be like mm, i'm going to customize it to feel great okay i'm going to add some limonene i'm going to add some pinene I'm gonna, whatever you want it to be and i think people really need to look into that don't just buy weed because like oh i love this strain yeah but do you know why yeah (laughs) totally yeah yeah, terpenes are a game changer like and still even to this day i mean i'm someone who's now pretty educated on terpenes but i still haven't fully figured out what terpenes i really like and what i haven't and i feel like it it's a really exciting journey to go on and also still a little bit in the unknown for me like i'm still like wait what is linalool and how does 
you know, like it's still that one's in lavender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's just still like it feels like a whole new world. Like I've broken through yeah. the top floor of weed, and now it's like, oh, holy shit! I've walked into this gallery where I get to choose. Like I picture myself in this like high end like shopping experience with like all these beautiful jars of terpenes. <laughs> That's my oh, visual experience. So you're walking into Lush, is what you're experiencing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Shout out Lush. <laughs> I feel also like because I work in the industry, I somehow have to like show that I kind of know. So like uh, anytime I'm at a dispensary or talking to bud tenders, they'll be like really excited about something. They'll be like, oh, check out the results on this. And it'll be a terpene that I have no interest in or like no idea what it even does or something. And I'll just have to be like, oh wow yeah that looks great you know what i'm gonna go with <laughs> what i know gorilla glue number four please <laughs> yeah, like these are the terpenes i like sorry yeah <laughs> but well, it's, it's good that you know you know that's the biggest problem with people it's just like they're like i need something that makes me like body high versus like mind high i'm like well look at the terpenes and then they have no idea what i'm talking about and their their eyes roll back into their head and they black out and they're like what's a terpene <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think like the fact that we know it's like one step ahead of everyone's game, but then it's also like now we just need to start telling people about it because they're just like, what's a terpene? Yeah, I don't ever yeah. want to hear about that anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, we're gonna talk about it. terpenes. We're gonna talk about edgy. lotion and what terpenes in it, because there's a reason you chose that lotion. Right. There's sure. a reason because you love that. I mean, when yeah. I put on there's a specific lush one that has like a patchouli, my friend hates it. So it's just like, well, I don't wear it with her because when you hate it, you really notice it, you yeah. know. So it's just like, like with you, you're not gonna get that strain because you're like, I don't like that terpene. And yeah, like, totally. Figure out what you want and then just go with it. Yeah. Well, right. And then once you have the knowledge of how terpenes affect your weed, like you said, it it connects to other things. It connects to your lotions. I remember learning that limonene is like what is in cleaning products because the smell of limonene is citrusy and it's uplifting and it's proven to like give you an uplifting high or like feel. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why cleaning and like car deodorizers are all like limonene based, which is so interesting when you start putting these things together, you see it in the whole world and you're like, holy cow, like that's why I, f I like the smell of my house being clean is because of limonene. Like that's bananas. I just smoke weed and never clean your house again. <laughs> there you go. Just get the one with a lot of limonene and never clean your house again. Right. You're like, wow, it smells like pine salt. Great. <laughs> oh, I love that. Burn some essential oil. I think that just might be good. Not yeah. burn, um, diffuse some essential yeah. right. oil. Don't right. burn them. That ruins it. Totally. And, as, and people can understand it when you relate it to a essential oils because I think essential oils are kind of one of those things that people don't fully understand the science or whatever behind it but they're like it smells good it makes me feel good and that's all that people care about really at the end of the day yeah. <laughs> that's why I use essential oils because I'm just like oh this helps me relax yeah, yeah. that's how I think about weed too smells good and makes me feel good <laughs> and it helps you relax yeah Damn, if that ain't the truth then i right. don't know what is and you don't <laughs> clean your house anymore yeah <laughs> i know that's why i have this zoom background no i'm just kidding <laughs> you like his lab laboratory oh, i do i do you know what i really love about it is that everything's 
clean. Yeah, that's lab <laughs> standard. Thank you very much. I don't I, see my wash station, but I always at the end of the semester, I tell my students, I'm like, I took a picture before the semester started and you guys have ruined this lab. Like it's going to be in pristine conditioner. I'm failing everyone. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't take chemistry with you. You sound like a tough teacher. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. But um, it is like people. I have had people, students come up to me and they're like, oh my God, at the beginning of the semester, I thought you were really scary. But turns out you're actually really nice and fair. I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank I you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Means you're a good teacher. Yeah, yeah. but it's just also like, you. Can, I'm not your friend, you know? Like, I'm not trying to be your friend. You have to respect me because like there are teachers who are like, they come up to me, they're like, oh my God, my students won't listen to me. I'm like, that's because you're friends with them. Like, don't be friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, if you have to do my the work i'm just gonna yell at you until you do it yeah totally i feel like see i want to clean up my house now you guys can't even see it and i'm like you're right you're right i shouldn't make excuses you're right babe. i think <laughs> no, no, no just diffuse some essential you're fine you're right all right um do you have any any last words or anything you want to shout out before we wrap up um no but please um educate and always vote and <laughs> yeah Absolutely. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Man, no, I, I didn't prepare for this. I, I know I wasn't prepared for anything, but. How about you give us a shout out to the um, spices that you worked on? Oh, yes. Um, please look up Soul Delicious at souldelicious.com. And it's the vegetable seasoning and the chipotle fire. And the chipotle will burn your tongue. So be careful. Yum. And, and so there's two. They're them. great. Yeah. So they're about like in each pack, it's like 100 milligram each pack has 10 of those 10 milligrams so they're cool. great and I like before I infuse them I was already eating the spices the seasoning so when they're like you get to infuse them I'm like oh, I get to what That's <laughs> awesome. I looked at my boss and I was like I have the best job I get to okay well we're gonna do R&D some serious R&D on this first and That's awesome. <laughs> I send it to my staff and my my other equivalent of me the morning guy i was just like here's your homework i need you to report he's like man i love book reports gosh what a good job yeah right? like i'm just like i need you to test this and tell me how you feel <laughs> and then the owner of the ben um is the owner of this old delicious seasoning he's just like so i've tried other extractors and i've tried their things and the one that you made left me in my garage. I was supposed to go somewhere. And then I was <laughs> in my garage. My wife was like, Whoa, when did you come back home? He's like, I never left. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Amazing. <laughs> Those are some good spices. I love I that. Like, um, maybe, you know, don't do them before you're leaving the house. I think you should just right. do it at night. <laughs> or, you know, be safe. Like, Cause if that had happened while you were driving, but yeah. yeah so Check out the spices. We are in um, a lot of dispensaries. I can't tell you which one they're in right now because we were so like backed up on orders that I'm just like, here, just ship them. Just ship them. Just ship them. <laughs> you and did your part of the job. It's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I made them. There you go. They're done. Someone else has to package them now. <laughs> That's awesome. I will do some research on where they're available and I, we, we will share that out somewhere. Yeah. And we'll follow up with Ben too. Cause we were on, we were actually on the podcast um, earlier this year or, or last year, which was a lot of fun chatting with yeah. him and Stephanie uh, Maguro. So thank you so much oh, thank you um, for, for joining us. Me. Yeah, It was uh, very nice to meet you both. Thank you for having me. And I uh, hope you stay um, safe and that you 
take in a lot of terpenes. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, you, best. Yeah. you as well. And it's been a, an absolute pleasure talking to you and learning from you. So thank, thank you so much. Have yeah. a good rest of the day. Bye. Bye. Bye.